outside of the Ravens, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Seahawks, the biggest news to come out of sports is Dale Earnhardt Jr. forms a company to produce Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want that Carolina Spice. Yeah. But that's not his favorite. Oh, it's not? No. I thought that was his favorite. No. Dale Earnhardt Jr., as you know, he owns the bar Whiskey River, even has his own Old West town at Dirty Mo Acres. It's called Whiskey River. But now this the most popular NASCAR driver. What the hell does he want to get into? He wants to get into grub. Start his own brand of potato chips. Earnhardt formed a partnership with the Minnesota Snack Company, KLN Family Brands, to form Dale Jr. Foods. Are you going to be able to buy it anywhere besides Whiskey River? Yeah. The flavors include crispy. Hold on. Crispy. I would imagine every NASCAR racetrack oh, yeah. in all of America At will soon be selling pits. these chips. Crispy yeah. original, Carolina barbecue, Creole and green onion, and zesty jalapeno. Oh, that's his favorite. Yeah, Dale says he's been working on this for a while. He didn't know it was really that big of a deal until his, his buds kept texting him and blowing him up about they want their bags now. Jalapeno is his favorite crash. And, Stad, I know you're a little bit concerned about that. Very. Yeah, Earnhardt, son of course, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Creole and green onion actually sounds pretty good. That that doesn't sound like any potato chip that I've gotten from anybody else. That sounds wonderful. Barrel of Fun Snacks, who will help distribute this. They distribute through the Midwest, but the Dale Earnhardt Jr. chips will be distributed nationwide beginning in February. The company said. I wonder said. what's going to happen in February. Yeah, right February. around the Daytona 500. <laughs> oh, man. Right around the Daytona 500, which leads me into the next big news coming out. And remember, Dale Earnhardt Jr. having a chip company. That's the biggest news to come out of NASCAR this week. So when he gets mad, we can say, do you have a chip on your shoulder? Yay! Hold on now. Whoa. (laughs) I don't even have a... Brilliant! There we go. I'm ready for that one. Yeah, I didn't even... Man, I didn't know that was coming. Excuse me while I whip this out. Daytona 500 2013 testing wrapped up, and, well, a lot of the drivers, as Statman said during the pre-show meeting, were bitching about it. That's just what drivers do. That's what they do all the time. The track is too smooth. It's too rough. Yeah. The competition is too close. It's not close enough. They like pack racing. They don't like pack racing. They like bump and run. They don't like bump and run. You know, I mean, it, it, whatever it's happens, so the drivers yeah. will complain. Whatever happens. And really where this instability is coming from is, as we know, because of the car tomorrow for the last several years, was, the cars were carbon coffee, uh, co- carbon copies of each other. Now with the three different makes and models, you have the Toyota, you have the Chevy, and the Ford, they don't match up like they did at one time. They're and that's what they used to complain about, right. is that <laughs> the cars looked alike and they can't tell, and how am I going to tell I'm in a Ford uh, and a NASCAR? And right. and what driver was they, that, Statman? They make a, what driver was that you were imitating? Mose. <laughs> oh, there's a driver named Mose. You son bitch. Mose Johnson. <laughs> 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 All I got to say is this. Drive the freaking car. So you've had a cookie-cutter car for a while that anybody and their brother could drive when they step out of the womb. Now you got a little bit of an unstable car, and guess what? That's motorsports. That's what puts the talent, or that's what puts the the uh, the effort back into the driver's hands. That's what it's they wanted to do with the car. Exactly. They wanted the drivers to drive. Be a driver. And you could get some of those old guys that are 45, 50, 55 get them out of the cars so some of the young guys could come in 
and drive the car. Driving a loose car, driving an unstable car is what makes the cream rise to the top. And I mean, this, it's, of it's, course, is a track like Talladega where it it started out as pack racing and then the last two or three years it became follow the, um, tandem racing where you had a partner, where you yeah, had two cars. Racing. And now it's back to what they say is going to be pack races and of course with pack racing you get the accidents you get the huge you get the big ones over and over and over but hell by the time you finish the race there might not be enough cars on the track to have the big one in those last hundred laps when you know those guys have their balls outside the window in fact some of the some of the guys the some of the teams didn't even test on sunday they got scared away after the the big accident friday or they got just wrecked and yeah they got to go back now and rebuild their cars and they're going to wait you know till they have a test in Charlotte. Of course, talking about the accident that happened between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Marcus Ambrose because of the new instability of the cars. And yeah, Corn it was kind mustache. of It was kind of the, the big one that happened in testing. Right, that's one of the things. New people that get into uh, stock car racing can't get used to the cars being so loose. And uh, that was the big problem for uh, Danica. That was the big problem for... Um, <laughs> What's the other woman? Juan? No, the Dario? woman that no, the woman that threw the towel at, at uh, my girlfriend Milka. Yeah, funny. I can't. Please remember, hang up. Can't remember my girlfriend's name. How can you forget milk and donuts? Jeff Burton knew that this was going to happen. He says that's why he didn't participate in the twenty car drafting session. He knew that the bumpers not aligning well and the no, tiny fifty three inch wide rear spoiler. Speaking of Danica, excuse me, Milka. 53-inch wide rear spoiler that the cars would be unstable if they got to push. Wait a minute. Was that a dig at uh, Milka? Not if you like wide rear spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> oh, good. No. There will be wrecks at the Daytona 500, Jeff Burton said. I guarantee you that. Well, that's a hell of a guarantee there, Jeff Burton, because there's only been a wreck there every freaking race times five. And I guarantee in the last 100 miles there will be more than, more than in the first 400. The question is how bad are the cars going to handle that's just something we don't know yet. Again, the the spoilers different. The front and back bumpers aren't matching up, Statman. That's what they, you know, Burton said there's going to be accidents. Duh. Yeah. There's always an accident at, at Daytona and at wherever the other restrictor plate races. Talladega. Talladega. They can't, the cars can't get away from each other. That's the problem. Right. And I hate to bring up another negative about nascar at the top of the show but i don't understand stat crash freak nation daytona 500 qualifying nascar returns to traditional format to set the field okay that's fine but let's see if you can do the math here freak nation all right follow me here the front row positions one and two will go to the two fastest drivers from their qualifying runs on february 17th positions three through 32 will be set by finishing order in the Budweiser dual qualifying races on February 21st. Drivers who finish in the top 15 in their respective races earn spots in the Daytona 500. And the 16th place driver gets in as long as the top 15 drivers already occupy, occupies one of the two front row spots. Oh, but positions 33 through 36 will go to the drivers who didn't make it through the qualifying races but posted the fastest four speeds in qualifying February 17th. Oh, but then again, there's positions 37 through 42. They'll be awarded as provisionals based on the 2012 owner points. Oh, but Statman, there's 43 cars. Position 43 will be a past champions provisional going to the most recent past champion not yet in the field. If there's no past champion, then the spot will be filled 
by the next driver eligible based on 2012 owner points. Honestly. Yeah. That may, that sounds like what they, the hell is that? With, they might end up with Richard Petty. Hey, Richard, go no, suit up. <laughs> whatever happened to just getting your car out there in the fastest Second fastest, third fastest in qualifying. That's just how you lined up, bitches. I agree. That's the way it should be. The absolute fastest 43 drivers should be in the Daytona 500. Screw any provisional or anything. But hold on a second. If we're going to bitch about drivers complaining about, oh, we complain about this, we complain about that, we can't complain that they went back to their old qualifying format when we were dying for that because we hated the top 35 guaranteed spots over the last five or six years. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it's when you want to bring in... The peripheral fan and try and explain the rules. It's like sports car racing, the LMS or Grand Am for 2014. I want the first car that comes across the finish line to be the winner of the damn race. Typically, it is. And 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 but don't tell me that there's a there's another winner within the winner of the winner of the winner of the race. Yeah, well, then that's what happened. That's what happened at Sebring last year when they had the World Endurance Championship along with the ALMS. They had some cars that were entered in nine different classes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Supercross, in drag racing, IndyCar. Man, the first damn car that comes across the line first is the winner. It took literally two and a half hours to do the uh, the bump and grind in Victory Lane for all the different classes they had. This two, is my feeling. This hours. is my feeling on some sports car racing stat, man, when it comes to trying to figure out who won the damn race. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, you got them naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. Now, you think Boom Hour could freaking figure it out? Boom Hour's probably the only one who can figure it out. I know you're going to dig this. So I have no idea... Don't ask me, Freak Nation, when you see me at the mall shopping at the Gap trying to get me some G-strings. Gap? Do not, G-strings? Do not ask me about qualifying the Daytona 500. Do they have G-strings at the Gap? I in my Gap, so. they do. In your Gap? It's called, Obviously, it's called, in your Gap. <laughs> it's called El Gapo. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line is this. What? This is This we can all celebrate. The fastest two are on the front row. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's been the case for a I, while. That has been the case forever. And guess what? Let's not complain, because no more guaranteed qualifying spots. All right, the provisionals are back, but no more top 35 absolutely positively guaranteed. But there will always be, I made top 20. It was a great race. Yeah, great race. Crew back at the shop. Yeah, uh, did a great you. job. I'm back crew back at the shop. Yeah, guys. We got top 20 cars. Yeah, Freak Nation, are you following us on Twitter, on Facebook? Well, you better be. Facebook.com slash Speed Freaks. And the same for Twitter. Twitter.com slash Speed Freaks. We're right there. You want to get a hold of us immediately? The phone number for you is 8669-FREAKS, 866-937-3257. What would be your flavor of the Dale Earnhardt chip? Think about it. Dale Earnhardt releasing his new chips for 2013. What would be your flavor of the Dale Earnhardt chip? I've fought your kind in the Great, Great War. War. <laughs> the hell is that, Statman? We ain't heard. I, I was thinking about. We ain't heard Boom Hour in a while. We gotta get. We gotta get all, We gotta get some of those old drops. What have we got here? Fucking <laughs> comedian. Got a few people on Twitter commenting. Jonathan saying, "I'm ready for the Gen Six cars, but drivers drive. Damn it, drive." Matthew saying, not going to worry about that since I still, talking about the qualifying rules, right. since I still see 10-plus starting parkers per race after the Daytona 500. Not a finger! Cody saying, nut up and qualify on speeds. No more gift baskets. And then Jonathan again saying, 
Daytona 500 qualifying is not that hard to figure out, Kenny. Top 15 in heat race transfer. Jeez. Look at her butt. All right, so that's 32 cars, including you got two the, the first two, the fastest qualify on qualifying day. Plus, you've got a race where you can tear up your car, but you've got the top 15. So that's 16 and 16. That's 32 out of 43. Now, what are you going to do with the other 11 cars? But you hit on something that's a perfect example, a perfect example of this pack racing. Jimmy Johnson wasn't out there during the big wreck on Friday at Daytona 500 because he had a feeling that that was going to happen, and he didn't want to tear up some of the gear because, remember, these cars are spanking new. They don't have a whole lot of these pieces and parts in the shop. Yeah, exactly. They'll They're be fine. they got a few weeks to go. 